Hey all, Marty here. I wanted to invite you to our live call every Tuesday, 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. West in the ACB community. If you want to listen live, you can tune in on ACB Media 5 or bring your questions live. Check us out in Clubhouse or visit acb.community to get more information about how you can join the Zoom calls. The replays are also shared on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Unmute Presents. Hey everyone, and welcome to a Friday Find episode. I know, I'm not the voice you're used to hearing, but we got a familiar voice to you. Hey Lynn, how's it going today? It's going great. I don't know if Michael can handle me today. Sometimes it takes a special skill to be able to do that, but we'll see what happens. I think we'll manage. Well, hey, let's jump into it. Let me know. What's the first story you got to chat about today? All right, so I wanted to talk about chat GPT. And for people who may not know what it is, just quickly, I don't know how you could not know, but it is the chat system, chatbot AI that everybody says is going to, you know, take over humanity or whatever. And a lot of people are using it for work. Um, I used it for quite a while before I switched to another bot. Um, But the problem with ChatGPT is that uh, Stanford scientists have found that the bot, um, that ChatGPT has gotten less, uh, it performs less. It has been performing less well over the past few months. And we're not exactly sure why. We know that the people who have, who run um, the OpenAI, OpenAI, which is the company that runs ChatGPT, has been tweaking it and making changes to it. Um, and that's what people are saying may be the reason. But then there are also people that just are not really sure that that's what's happening. But it's apparently it's getting sort of, there's an article in a publication called Futurism. And they say that chat GPT is getting stupider uh, <laughs> over the past few months, which, you know, so they had a, they, they did math problems with it, or they did prime number things. And apparently a while back, it was able to do those very well. And now it's not doing them well at all. And so, oh, but the, the, that's the chat GPT-4 model, they say, has degraded in performance. The 3.5 model, they say, is actually getting better at math. They, I don't really know how or why. But we know that, again, OpenAI has done a lot of, um, you know, tinkering with the model to try to make it, quote unquote, safer. Uh, and they think people are saying that in doing that, in tinkering with it, they've sort of messed it up a little bit. Um, And so this really brings up the point that if we are so reliant on these systems, it's sort of disconcerting to think that a few modifications to the models can render them less useful. Well, I think Um, what's really interesting with this is... uh, 
often, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about this, the developers of these chat programs don't even understand how they come up with some of the results that they come up with. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you found that in your research. And that's that's scary to me. Right. The tinkering with the model thing is, I just find it really, really amazing because can we influence, can the, the you know, the the people behind the scenes, can they actually influence the performance of these models by just doing stuff to them? <laughs> of, of course, of course. And then, you know, and then how is that going to alter the way that the model itself influences itself? Because yes. as we all know, it's always learning, so. Yes. Okay, people, we have talked about this many, many times, but subscription fever. And if you subscribe to YouTube Premium, you are going to be paying an extra $2 Mm. a month. So my issue with that is I want them to stop feeding me YouTube shorts. I hate them with a passion. And I I'm aggressive about trying to tell the algorithm that I do not like these shorts. And I feel like as a paying customer, I should have that um, ability. But no, they keep trying to force these things down my throat, which irritates me so much. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like this is a really tough situation because, you know, we have talked about this on this program and others. But when you have a whole bunch of subscriptions, you really have to, at some point, make tough decisions and you have to decide, is this worth it? You know, is and for me, I mean, YouTube is worth it because I love YouTube and I get tons and tons of entertainment and education from it. Mm -hmm. So but it's tough. I mean, you know, two bucks a month, that's 24 bucks a year more. Um, and it, apparently when they made this change, they did it very quietly. Um, but it's been uncovered now (laughs) by some, uh, some tech journalists. And so it's, you know, bad news. I mean, everything is going up, but by two bucks. Yeah. um, So I've never paid for YouTube premium and, uh, $2 to me seems like a, a, quite a steep increase. Uh, What was it? $10 a month or was it more than that? I think it was like 11. It, it it started out at 10, then it crept up to 11, and now it's going to be 13. Yeah, I won't pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but I, I get the value in it, though, for sure, mm-hmm. because uh, I like you, I go to YouTube whenever I need to learn something or whenever right. I want to research something. The first place I go is YouTube followed by Google, which I think is interesting when you put those mm-hmm. two together. I go to YouTube because I'm a, a more of an audio, auditorial learner, right. and uh, that that's interesting though. Price increases. It's coming. I kind of feel like, okay, with the extra two bucks, what am I getting for that extra two bucks? Am I getting the ability to disable shorts? Right. Well, the, you can't, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I think better uh, video quality, which I don't care about because, you know, when I'm just looking at something i don't really care about the video or audio quality i'm half asleep usually anyway so (laughs) that's just me okay so we are saying goodbye rest in peace to somebody that really 
did have an impact on computing history, especially internet history and online history, and that's Kevin Mitnick. He passed away. He died at a very young age, is like 59. And he died from um, pancreatic cancer. But if you remember, Kevin Mitnick was really pursued, hotly pursued by the FBI for a long time. He was a, he had broken into several big company systems. And at the time, you know, that was pretty, um, it was a new thing, right? To have all these, I mean, we've always had hackers and we've always had viruses and stuff, but this is a guy that broke into institutions that, you know, economic institutions. I'm trying to think of some of the ones that he broke into, but he had wire fraud um, charges. He, and then he became a security consultant in the end. Um, Then of course, some people had a problem with that because they said, you know, why should this guy be allowed to do this? Um, You know, he's sort of getting rewarded for his infiltration of, you know, corporate systems. So, and I know there was a movie made about him as well that was popular. And I have a feeling that people will probably look at that movie again soon. Um, you know, we'll probably see it get popular on Netflix now that, now that this guy has passed away. So what do you think? Yeah, he, uh, was the author of ghost in the wires and that's a really good book. If you haven't read it yet, it'll really make you think about how things, how, how connected we are and how people didn't understand even 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I mean, of course, his Ghost in the Wires book was a little bit older than that, but how people didn't understand the the basics of what can be done with these. And because people didn't understand the initial thing was jail him, put him in jail, put him in jail. Like, he, and mm-hmm. really he's coming to you saying, Hey, here's some security things you need to look at because I'm able to do this and you shouldn't punish me because I'm able to do this. You should take these consideration, these into consideration mm-hmm. and make changes to make it more difficult for people like myself who may not, who may be more nefarious than what I am and I being Kevin. So uh, definitely a, uh, a tragic loss yeah. to the technology community for sure. Yeah. He was on the FBI's most wanted list for, you know, he was sort of, a, he died at the age of 59. Yeah. That yeah. was from fortune magazine. So um, there, and he, and there were, there's, there's been a couple books written about him that I know are in the talking book program. Yep. So you might want to, I should have looked those up for you guys, but I just didn't <laughs> so search for Kevin Mitnick. You'll come up with ghost in the wires. Cause that was a book he wrote, but you'll also find some additional biographies. Yeah, so he definitely so. made his mark on the, the online or the, you know, the early internet um, part of computing history. So rest in peace, Kevin. Well, Lynn, uh, that was short and sweet, and we appreciate it today. <laughs> hopefully, uh, listeners had a great time, and uh, thanks for joining me. And hopefully next week I will have good news. I'm trying, guys. Yes. I really am trying. Two bad news <laughs> stories. You know, that happens. I know. But thanks. I hope you all have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. And uh, we will see you next week. 